you are listening to the art of the matter hosted by arvind vijay mohan ladies and gentlemen welcome to art of the matter a show where we give you an insider's view into all that matters in the indian art world and introduce you to this domain's most interesting personalities on today's episode we speak to vibhagalotra a leading contemporary artist who's made a significant dent with her bold statements that reflect upon consumerism, globalization, the evolution of cultural geographies and capitalism. All rendered in a range of unconventional media that have captured the imagination of the global art fraternity. We'd like to hear her speak about the unlikely route that led to her stumbling into the world of contemporary art and about how following her heart has played a vital role in all major life decisions. Without any ado, please join me in welcoming Vipa. It is an absolute pleasure to have you with us, Vipa. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Arun. Thank you for having me. Okay. Um, so, Vipa, as is customary, I'd like to start at the very start. You know, uh, tell us about how your uh, entry into the art world happened. Uh, you know, was there was there a background in this in this domain at all, or how did it, how did that happen? actually not at all my family uh, comes from you know my my father's family they came from pakistan mm-hmm. and they were uh, into farming my granddad was a landlord so you know so you can understand where i come from and my father and my father my uh, you know my uncles yes. they all were into jobs so you know that time after partition people were um, and my my family was very good in study i think my father and my uh, father's brother Mm-hmm. they were really great in studies and uh, they got into jobs so my father had shifted from income tax to the bank <laughs> which was a, a drastic change for him so he was in a transferable job because they were posted uh, in different places so my childhood was kind of at different places uh, we traveled from one place to another mm-hmm. uh, but finally my family settled in chandigarh so you know it's uh, uh, but we had no clue about art you know because living in small places yes. art was not uh, um, actually art, very very interestingly i was in a small town kethal where i was actually born also yes. um, so you know there i wanted to uh, take up the classes for drawing yes. and you know the strangest thing was the drawing was not for the girls so it was really bizarre thing we were in co education school hmm. and that my father was like what is this you know if my child wants to study drawing then why it is not for girls so you know i was the first one to actually ask question went to the principal and i said i want to learn drawing i i want to do this okay. so uh, but um, you know they they uh, started it from the next year mm-hmm. then i started uh, learning uh, about drawing i was always interested in crafts so you know at home i always was making something or the other because you know as a child i used to play a lot with material uh, especially the natural material and i think that habit is still there in my work um um but my parents never thought that i will be into art or anything my father actually told me that are you going to be a jhola chap <laughs> so our family is like of all the uh, you know the working class family so yeah. how are you going to survive because my father was from the beginning he was very adamant that a girl or boy they need to earn for themselves 
they need to be independent so you know that way i was very i was born in a very kind of liberal family so i'm very thankful to my parents uh, who raised us like that that all equals my brother and me we were all equals wonderful um, so you know that uh, difference of being a woman i felt after coming in art i never felt it before <laughs> so uh, that yeah so that was i think um, my father never stopped me but he was concerned that if i become become an artist how will i survive right. and uh, but uh, you know it was it was altogether good journey um so uh, yeah they never stopped me so vibha you know several points that you make that i wish to delve into deeper you mentioned that uh, uh, when you were in school you made this rather sacrilegious request of uh, as a girl asking for art classes do you remember which grade you were in i was uh, in eighth standard i clearly remember that okay. and uh, from ninth standard i was allowed to take the classes but it was all technical drawing so you know it was not um it was not uh, the fine art so it was basically teaching more of construction and you know the calculation so i learned that for a bit and then i left it i had no interest in that doing that <laughs> so i i didn't uh, learn it further but yes it was um it opened up for the other people so you know who wanted to kind of opt for drawing so it was nice i think in that sense so you 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 sort of open the super highway for any girls to follow who wish to pursue art in capacity which is which is great you started a revolution in some other yeah but uh, yeah unknowingly or knowingly yes i did that <laughs> uh, the reason i ask you this is because i know kathal uh, relatively well growing up there was a very good friend of mine who was you know from the from this from this uh, uh, village at that time as i remember it uh, and i can imagine mm-hmm. you know what a what a sort of alarming request that might have been and how it was perceived but the second point that i wish to you know sort of make a note of was the support of your uh, father uh, which is which is unexpected you don't expect uh, you know someone with that background and bent to be so forthcoming in his view um, you know and yeah. equal opportunity sort of clear so to speak uh, you know i think now it's the we expect the thing to do it's the right thing to do but uh, but you know mm. like the clock by three and a half four decades it was still not the norm and it was anything but so so this this support system though they were understandably cynical about this being a career prospect it's something that is wonderful and it sort of clearly shows in the way your identity you know went on to take shape um uh but how you um, you know you you speak of chandigarh uh, you know being the city where you where you eventually settled down now that's where you went to college uh, you know you found yeah. arts college there tell us about your time about your education about um, you know your early learnings as a student so you know you managed to convince the family that you going to pursue this with some degree of seriousness uh, so tell us yeah. about those early years my early years actually i opted for the college because i was interested in photography and that was the only place uh, uh, teaching photography right. and uh, you know the camera works and lab works so i was very much interested in doing that and i wanted to get into photojournalism hmm. uh, so that was my idea so that i i can go to art college and learn all these things but uh, um, and on the other hand you know i had another perspective in mind that i want to be a fashion designer <laughs> but uh, yeah that was very new thing sure. in india you know so it was uh, like all the nifts were opening yes. in chandigarh so you know in chandigarh the nifts was open recently and one of my friends she 
joined it and then i really got curious that okay this is kind of very interesting and it is of my interest i want to create so i was not sure you know so there was nobody to guide me that where i can go um so you know in my in my you know my family and my family friend nobody was into art so it was like and nobody went to the museum which is like such a wonderful museum in chandigarh yes, so um so you know then uh, i one of the days i was in 12th standard in uh, chandigarh uh, that time my art teacher mentioned that oh my god this girl is you know she was talking about the other student uh, because her drawing was not very good and even equally my drawing was not very good at that point and she was mentioning oh my god this girl is never going to get into art college which she really wants to get into mm. i said what the hell is that so you know i had no clue about art college also right. so i asked my dad that i want to see this art college and you know this is how it started and my father took me there so we went to the museum and he was stunned by the sculptures you know and i was also like wow the gupta period sculptures are here and it was really amazing and one of the i remember one of the work of nicholas rorick which right. just you know kept me in the museum for long sure. i was standing in front of that painting for almost 30 minutes right. so you know it was like a beautiful landscape um of evening light yeah. uh, as we know nicholas rorick's uh, watercolors so you know that painting was like something really really brilliant and shobha singh of course so those two works and uh, one of the gupta period sculptures which is just outside the um, uh, the museum it is uh, i i don't remember the uh, title of the work but yes uh, it was amazingly beautiful you know time for me to understand what art is and then going to the art college and then uh, my one of my father's friend he was uh, uh, friends to mr op sharma at that time if i'm not wrong he was the head of uh, museum um so you know he he just introduced us and then i was asking a lot of question about art so he suggested that how you can go for it and uh, after that there was no look back so i i just wanted to get it to art college and want to be a photographer for sure <laughs> but uh, yeah so that's why you know you you see that uh, i come back to my photography again and again right uh because i was technically very good at that time in my college and i opted for print making because print making was having a option of photography mm-hmm. um uh, so you know that's why i opted for print making and uh, so first two years i was not interested in anything else just photography so i learned it from my um, you know i learned a lot from my seniors rather than uh, our um, we we were short of uh, uh, teaching staff at that time right. uh, for photography mm-hmm. so um, you know but they used to open the lab for all of us so you know that was the best thing in chandigarh art college that being ut and funded by the government uh, partially they had a lot of material sure. so you know i think we were like um, we were not um, kind of given impressions by other artists work or other senior artists mm. so you know that way it was uh, good and bad both mm. because you really don't get real mentor uh, so that was kind of um, a time for us but we learned a lot from each other and from our seniors mm. our seniors were really brilliant so you know our seniors were really great 
to teach us. And then there were a lot of other artists who were professional artists who were coming to our uh, coming to the college and um, kind of having a conversation also brings a lot uh, to you. And then library was the best library in Chandigarh. Uh, I think they had really amazing books, amazing books. Though I was not interested in history at that time, but later on by, by third year, I was super interested and uh, most of the time was in library. So yeah, uh, I think uh, that's how the journey has started. And I remember Chandigarh as a very, very, um, you know, that has built the dreamland, that has built the imagination because then you go to see the Lee Carbosier's uh, architectural spaces. You are sitting in that and you are studying in that uh, architectural space where the light changes for the whole day. So, you know, that changing of light has taught you a lot. So I think um, my initial year, I was most more interested in space, um, the light, how the light functions, you know, not only in nature, but in the architectural space. And I think Le Carbosier's architecture really, really inspired me for my earlier uh, compositions because, you know, I used to have these really large architectural spaces mm. or the man-made spaces. Um, and we'll have a very little presence of a human being. Oh. I was not sure what I was working um, or, you know, conceptually what was the thing behind. But if I look back today, uh, it was basically looking at or maybe having an introspection of where do we come from, what are we and where are we going? So, right. you know, that thought actually keeps coming to my mind again and again. Right. And, uh, uh, yeah. Very fascinating to know about this early part of your uh your deep dive into the world of art. Uh, it clearly was a very stimulating time. You were young, you were sort of immersed uh, in, an, in an area that you clearly were fascinated by. And um, again, I think the relevance of having access to media and a peer circle uh, that you benefited from, that played out in a very, very effective way uh, that colors your practice beautifully. Also the reference to Pabusia that you make. Uh, we'll come back to that, but following the chronological path, from here, you go to uh, a completely removed uh, space, so to speak, which is Shanti Niketan, um, you know, which yeah. is which is almost the other end of the rainbow. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and I can imagine how that fired your imagination and your thought process. So tell us about that. You know, first of all, was this a very conscious decision? I'm sure you had options. Um, you know, why? Yeah. So, you know, I, I was very fascinated with uh, Rabindranath Tagore and uh, even Indra Gandhi because Indra Gandhi studied there. Yes. I was a big fan of Indra Gandhi in my young days yes. uh, because everybody used to tell me I look like her. So I was <laughs> kind of uh, fascinated with her. But in my thir third year, you know, third year was a great transformation for me because, you know, in third year, we had really senior artists coming to our college in Chandigarh, um, uh, where Arpita Singh, Bhupen Kakkar, uh, even the printmakers like uh, uh, Sukhjit, you know, who was who just came back from Japan and he was doing the water-based woodcuts. So, yeah. you know, I was very fascinated with all all the guys and Bhupen Kakkar being Bhupen, Bhupen Kakkar, I was not interested in his, uh, uh, you know, exercise, but he was very much interested in my work. <laughs> so he kept on calling me and I remember that I said, what the hell he is giving us this exercise where we have to imagine this one, you know, we had this, uh, um, our model in our college and uh, who was like really 
frail looking man and i was like he's not even good looking i don't want to paint him <laughs> so you know it was my idea and we have painted him like 100 times so yeah. i was not interested in doing that but bhupen was really interested because he asked us to imagine this man in a lotus and i was like who does that so you know it was not i was not into that kind of surreal imagination so you know our college was teaching us very um i'll say british model of schooling where we were being taught to uh, be very skillful hmm. so it was the imagination part was missing so you know so that third year was kind of a um a new moment for me because you know no doubt there was bram prakash in our college who was doing uh, very you know so he was kind of rameshwar bruta's uh, student so you know it is kind of that school of thought but then also we were not uh, we were not exposed to the other contemporary artists in india at that time right uh, because i think lack of uh, maybe educational material or i don't know what was the reason exactly um, but we were not exposed to the other world of art in india as such so we, we were um, always chandigarh students were very skillful and they are still very very skillful i must say that chandigarh art college produces the most skillful people uh, maybe more than jj school of art um, i'm not you know i'm not commenting on it but we have really brilliant skillful guys coming from chandigarh but they don't have the conceptual knowledge so you know the conceptual construct is very weak Right. so mine was also very weak at that time but when i saw bhupen kakkar you know when we met all of these guys and after uh, bhupen pushing me to come to his class and do this exercise and i said what do you see in my watercolor so you know i i don't see anything and you know i had a very little clue of who bhupen kakkar is and uh, that conversation actually left me um, thinking that what he said was very right but not right i am interested in photography i want to get into journalism that's my um, you know line to go in but then i realized that these people know a lot and i need to learn more and more for myself and uh, um, my education is not complete as yet so then that time i decided that i will uh, keep this photojournalism on hold and i want to pursue art further and i want to learn more and more uh, especially the history of art so you know history of art was very weak in chandigarh and uh, that was the idea so you know i was um, then i got interested and then i said i am going to apply for masters then i looking for, i started looking for the places and you know baroda and shantiniketan were the two options where we can go and both places i got the admission but uh, uh i opted for shantiniketan because uh, i told you that i had this fascination about rabindranath and uh you know uh i was only aware about one song phool phool dole dole that was the only song i was aware of of uh, rabindranath but uh that fascination actually and the place uh, when i visited the place it was it was really magical you know so i i can't explain that now but uh, it was really magical and i said i i want to stay here so that was intuitive decision mm-hmm. um so i just stayed there and i learned a lot i must say that um, i was not very fortunate um to have great teachers um, because i mean they all were great teacher but great teacher also left 
like uh, Sanada became the visiting professor when I shifted there. So within three months, he, he got retired and, uh, um, you know, so he was visiting then. And uh, with Sanada, I don't know what we had. We had really special, uh, you know, kind of student teacher relationship. I think my imagination and his imagination, we were having a conversation, you know, so that conversation was very beautiful. And I was thinking that he can be a great mentor for me. And he was a great mentor for me. And then uh, um, uh, Manida was also a visiting professor. And, you know, we, we did not know Manida as Manida. We knew him as KG Subramanian. Sure. So I was like, who is this Manida? Why everybody is asking me to go to meet him? And, you know, I went and showed him, showed him my work because our second class was with him. It was just an introduction class. Um, so I went to the Bhavan um, and, you know, KG was sitting there with few students. And then he said, yeah, show me your work, show me your work. So I, I showed him my work. And there were very few prints, like seven, eight prints and more of photographs. And he said, you know, there are other departments other than printmaking. Mm. So you need to go and venture yourself into. Sure. And I said, okay, sure. <laughs> you know, it was like really Brad going from a, from Chandigarh to Shantiniketan. And I was like, okay, sure. But I don't know what you mean to say that. And by end of two years, I was doing what he said. You know, I was like, my God, he was so prophetic. Um, so, you know, I was doing land art. I was doing sculptures. I was doing, you know, experiments with my prints on different surfaces. So I was the one who actually um, started, uh, you know, kind of this with Nirmalda. You know, so Nirmalendu Das was uh, our uh, HOD for printmaking. Yes. And uh, so he was not, to, you know, he, they never used to give me marks because I was experimenting a lot. And I said, I have to go back. I can't take six, six prints with me. So, you know, it was kind of that moment. And it is so, so expensive. <laughs> I had very limited money in those days. So, um, so you know, it was those times when you are thinking of uh, sustainability uh, with finances as well as uh, sustainability of material taking back and why to collect so much of material when I'm not sure these are just exercise or they are my actual works. So, you know, I, I was in that and uh, I was more interested in experimenting because I was a master student that how I can, uh, how can I express what is my actual material or actual medium to express me. So that's why, you know, you can see in my work that I have experimented with lots of materials uh, and I still do. And I love uh, doing that because that's my learning exercises. Um, so they, they were having um, some, uh, you know, kind of reservations to give me the marks on based on, uh, my mono prints but by the end I was getting the highest so <laughs> you know so but it was great discussions in those days with Tanakida, with Tubluda, with Nirmalenduda so you know all of them were brilliant brilliant um, mentors uh, but yeah not exactly like Sanada. <laughs> right yeah right yeah. so it's, it's actually you know um it's a, it's a it's a jigsaw that's coming together very beautifully with her. Uh, you know, you go to these two 
almost entirely diverse uh, spaces. You know, there's Chandigarh on one side, which is a very utopian kind of setup. You know, it's perfectly yeah. laid out. You see these architectural wonders, really. And as a young person, even if you're not necessarily looking at them consciously, uh, they are playing in your mind. It sets you up in a very, uh, uh, very clear and cogent manner about what you expect of the world. And then you go to a, a, a place that is lush, that is dense, that is rich in an ecologically uh, sort of sound manner. Yeah. And that introduces you to a completely different way of life. Um, and there's a universe that forms between these two places. And, um, you know, I think I think the, the names of all the legends you took, who you had access to as a student, um, uh, I think all of them come together to influence you in a very, very beautiful way. Now, uh, after passing out, you know, you're, you're, this, you're this artist who's entered the big bad world part. Um, and these influences are in the back of your mind. How do you, how do you sort of embark on the journey? Tell us about how you decide on what you want to craft and work with. You know, when I, when I came to Delhi, um, because, you know, I, I did my dissertation on printmakers of that's India. The shock and Delhi. That's the other thing that I think, uh, you know, one must yeah. keep in mind. Yeah, so Chandigarh to Shatinikizan also was a culture shock for me. But I adapted it very, uh, you know, I think I adapted it very quickly. Yeah. And uh, um, I, I was a quick learner to Bengali also. It's a very easy language, I believe, that people who speak Hindi, they can uh, quickly pick up the language. And it's a beautiful culture. So, you know, coming from Shantiniketan to Delhi was a big culture shock for sure. Mm. And it is way different than Chandigarh also. Chandigarh people are more simpler. And, you know, as a migrant, you you feel all those differences also. Sure. And uh, as an artist also, it's it's like less of respect because, you know, then people say that, okay, art to karte hi ho, but what, what is your work? Exactly. What do you do for earning? Like, I'm an artist only. <laughs> so, you know, people don't, people's perspective changes once they hear that or they used to hear that. Now it's different altogether. Yes. Uh, the times have really changed. Um, but, you know, in the beginning, I was again uh, going back to the uh, circles of photographers and I wanted to kind of be the, not the photojournalist, by then I wanted to be the fashion photographer. And so I joined Hardesh Dhingra, who was the first digital, you know, who was using digital photography and doing the Photoshop. Uh, uh, he was one of the pioneers. I won't say the first, but he was a pioneer. In Delhi, he was the first. Um, so I, I joined him as an assistant. So I was his first, no, fifth assistant. Uh, I showed him my work and uh, he said, okay, um, yes, let's let's try it out. And I was a fifth assistant, but uh, that didn't last it long because I think the fashion world is not for me at that time. I mean, the fashion world was, uh, that was a very different uh, game altogether. Sure. So I was by then uh, uh, looking for some intellectual satisfaction and intellectual discussions. Hmm. So, you know, I started going to the galleries. Um, and then um, Amit Mukhopadhyay, if you remember, Amit Mukhopadhyay was... Uh, you know, he was at Lalit Kala um, yeah. and he was from Shantiniketan. And, and, you know, uh, somebody introduced me. I don't remember who, but somebody introduced me to him and uh, I went and showed him my work. And he really liked my photographic work. And uh, so he he was um, 
uh, in those days, I don't know, he showed my work to Max Muller Bhavan. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was very naive about the foundations. So, you know, it was like, a, uh, like a, you know, opportunity came to your lap without any efforts. So, you know, Amit Mukhopadhyay suggested my work to Max Muller and Max Muller gave me my first solo exhibition in Delhi. So, you know, everybody came, Vivan, Manisha, everybody was there, but I had no clue who these people are. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, there was this place, Sarai. Sarai Reader used to have this magazine. Mm, yes. I clearly remember Rahab, Rahab came to my exhibition, Rahab and uh, Zuleika. Mm. And Rahab said something which just went above my head like okay what's happening so you know he wrote a article between uh, me and Vivan Sundaram's work so uh, you know it was a very beautiful article and I had no clue that Vivan was also in my show and you know I was kind of very naive and everybody really loved the show because I had showed three animations coming from Chantiniketan so you know it was very nostalgic animations which I did and then the show was called Space Within the Space, where I did uh, my uh, stage photographs for the first time without knowing the term stage photographs. So I wanted to do this, uh, you know, there was this riverside, we used to call it Kopai. So, you know, Kopai uh, was in one of the remote village where nobody comes. So, you know, on my cycle journeys, I used to explore these places or sites. So uh, the sunset was very beautiful on that side. So I asked one of my roommate, actually, my classmate. She's a historian. Amrita is in Bombay at uh, uh, Mohili Parikh Center. Yes. Uh, so Mohili Parikh Center she runs. And so I asked her to kind of be my model. And I asked my another friend, uh, Ashish Ghosh, who was very good at sculptures. And uh, we also uh, did some uh, sculptures together uh, outside India and in India. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I asked him, can I borrow one of your sculptures for my, you know, kind of photography? Right. So he gave me happily that sculpture and actually he was my assistant on that photo shoot. Uh, so Ashish took his sculptures, you know, we, we went twice and we took everything on his scooter and then we took Amrita to the site and it was really amazing moment when we shot that because I wanted this drape kind of a thing and I think the process was very uh, much influenced by Divan Manna's process of reverse processing right. which is basically you click your uh, you know image on uh, uh, positive you know like the slides and then you reverse process it uh, by printing it negative so I did that yeah it was really amazing moment uh, to enter in Delhi with my show and I was not sure whether I'm going to stay here or not. But then um, in 2003, I was awarded with uh, this Lalit Kala Award to come to Gadi for one year or two years. Yeah, two years, I think. For two years, they gave me that uh, award. And I was uh, in Gadi studio for two years uh, doing printmaking. Um, but I was mostly doing sculpture and using their outside space. Every artist was annoyed with me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I, I was... Um, those were, those were like my building years. So, you know, when I did that show at Max Muller, then I decided that there can be another way of, uh, you know, showcasing my photographic work because I don't think I can work for clients or I'm not meant for that because I wanted to kind of express myself uh, through mediums. But, uh, you know, photography being very expensive material and you being a new migrant to the city, you need uh, survival also. So, you know, that... 
has taken a backseat for a few years. Um, and then I was doing printmaking and painting. And I don't know how everything was very organically, sure. uh, you know, organic in my career. And I was more interested in doing residencies. And I did few residencies during that time. And me and uh, Ashish, as I mentioned, uh, we did two sculpture symposiums also. One was in Lith Lithuania uh, at Europus Parkus, and one was in uh, Gurtgustail in Upper Austria. Hmm. So, uh, you know, those were really amazing experiences because I had no clue that we are not going to get any assistant in the uh, workshop. So, you know, like being an Indian artist and thinking that you're going to get all the help you want. Uh, so, you know, being a young artist, you don't get those kind of help. And uh, very limited experience that how uh, you know, the uh, foreign art workshops works. Uh, but it was really great time to learn, especially in Lithuania where we were having limitation of language uh, because the technician, the, the workshop technician, he was only speaking in Russian. Or uh, for that matter, in Lithuanian, I, I couldn't reckon that what he is speaking. But he taught me how to cut a tree. So, you know, we cut our own pine tree. Um, we, uh, you know, sanded it. We kind of constructed it. So when I came back, I was like with all the muscles. So, you know, it was a great time that uh, uh, because I, I was not from, you know, sculpture background as such. So technicality was really a challenge for me. But that... Learning in uh, Lithuania was amazing experience with Ashish and um, with the uh, you know that Russian uh, technician, technician uh, you know techla uh, you know technician was really really amazing. Mm -hmm. So I must say that I've learned a lot from him. And then in Good Pustail, we made a proposal with stainless steel. Uh, mm -hmm. So I never worked with stainless steel before, mm -hmm. and you know we were having these round shapes. Right. I'm, I'm telling you now the whole artistic part, <laughs> you know, so it was great challenge for doing that, but it was amazing time spent and learning. So, you know, I really enjoyed those, um, uh, I'll say my uh, forming years. So it was. Um, so, you know, Viva, I think it's, uh, it's clearly very fascinating. You mentioned as a, as a young girl growing up in Catherine, you found yourself, you know, crafting stuff, building stuff out of whatever media you could find. Uh, you go on to uh, have deep exposure with printmaking and photography. Uh, but this but this intervention with uh, the Gadi studio, where there is a lot of, again, earthy media and material available at hand, uh, that gives you, again, access to exploration. You know? And then there are these other facets. And that, <clears throat> that reflects very beautifully in the practice that has been built up, that... Um, uh, that sort of has crafted your signature and it's interesting I, I'm saying signature because your signature is very fluid you know you've worked mm -hmm. so many different forms and material you've got cement you've got metal um, you know you've got sediment you've got kungurus uh, uh, you've got fabric wood steel I can't think of any other artist who's moved so much and such a varied mix of, of media material while also keeping a hand on canvas keeping a hand on uh, performance. So the fluidity of your, your your suggestion when it comes to media and material, what informs that? Is this an idea that forms in your mind and then you decide you know, on what route to take? I mean, just tell us about the process. 
See, earlier part of my uh, practice was, I'll say it was more emotional, you know, so the works were more emotive. So, you know, it was like my, on based on my observations and experiences and very personal work. Um, and uh, in those personal works also, whatever material they require. So, you know, the uh, expression also requires a material. So, you know, every um, time I think of uh, something, the material appears in front of my eyes. So I, I don't know how it appears, but, you know, it's a very organic process. So I don't think about the material first thought. I think about the uh, concept later. Mm. But earlier work were very, very emotive uh, in comparison to today's work, um, in comparison to works from 2008 onwards, mm. where, you know, after coming to Delhi, um, my experiences uh, as as a migrant uh, and also a person who coming from, uh, you know, very natural spaces, like wherever I've lived, I lived within the nature and nature was my best friend mm. in a way. But uh, uh, coming to Delhi, I was missing that part because, you know, when you come as a young migrant, you are living in very small places where the nature is very limited. So, you know, it's, uh, uh, I was, I remember going to Gadi was like a boon because, you know, you see the garden and you see the nature yeah. around you. So um, I think uh, my inclination towards learning about environment and learning about my um, my stand as a person in society uh, all those things have moved me uh, to learn about me being an artist um, and and how I can be part of this society how I can be part of this bigger story so you know that was um, that I will say it was not uh, there in my practice earlier yeah. um, it was kind of slow evolvement towards my inclination about thinking about the political and social issues and also the environment but it came all through environment so you know i am i'm thinking um, about the society and politics through environment only but that has happened because uh, again i will go back to my childhood age where uh, you know i lived in yamunanagar also Mm. Uh, so Yamunanagar was another place, another town, which is, you know, on the, I'll say, on the edge of uh, the river Yamuna. So, you know, my my uh, my father is also a very nature person. So he used to take us for these uh, nature walks or nature, you know, uh, picnics, I'll say picnics uh, every weekend. So every weekend, either we used to go to Rishikesh or, you know, go to Tajewala to enjoy the river. So basically Ganga and Yamuna, I experienced those two rivers in my life a lot. Right. So, you know, I'll say I have seen many moons with those rivers. Right. Uh, so I think uh, when I saw the river here in Delhi in 2009, I think, eight or nine, I'm not sure the years, uh, when Koj invited me to do a, a sculpture, you know, site-specific sculpture. By then I was kind of little known for doing site-specific sculptures mm -hmm. uh, because I was going outside India and as well as in India, I have done few site-specific works by then. So, you know, Coach asked me if you are interested to do this kind of collaboration with the, um, what is the NGO? Um, you know, there is an NGO who is doing this uh, collaboration with the NDTV's Green Ethon project. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and Coach was invited as an art partner 
and coach asked me and few other artists to do uh, the site specific work but i think um, i was only one end up doing it and going to the river i always um, you know i used to cross the river going to chandigarh so i never thought this is river i always thought it's a nala so, you know it's always come across as a sewer to me yes. but when i saw the condition of the river i traveled back to my childhood and i was like really sad super sad i called my dad and i said i'm really sad today after seeing the river i mean i never imagined that river can be this dirty so you know never imagined it so it was kind of uh a moment of shift in my um, thinking i'll say or it was evolvement that i need to give back to the society in some way some or the other way uh, or being an artist it's not my my duty is not only to make the picturesque works it is much more beyond than that so you know from there uh, you know i i um started evolving myself or my work more and more so i'll say the greatest shift in my work happened at that moment so you know it was already happening with the urban scapes and you know i was thinking of this utopia of urbanity and you know the unplanned unplanned growth mm. but it wasn't that strong you know it was kind of a common thought which was which everybody was having at that time as an artist and as well as person living in delhi because you know the commonwealth games has brought a lot of money to uh, to delhi or to india i'll say um so you know it's it was a moment of construction and deconstruction construction and deconstruction if you remember everywhere there were boards of uh, you know men at work or inconveniences regretted and in 2008 inconvenience regretted was also moved it was only men at work so you know there was no inconvenience so we are we as people living in developing country we were going through these digs you know it's like land of digging you know so you are just experiencing construction all the time uh, so that was kind of a strange moment for me because chandigarh is already built so you know chandigarh we don't see that kind of construction and chandigarh was um it is really pristine for me to live there uh, but then it was very quiet place so that's why i thought of shifting here otherwise i would have gone back to it i'd gone back to the city but uh, uh, then lot of experiences you meet lot of people you come across lot of uh, activists and um, so you know um, meeting people and knowing more and more about the um, um, you know the geological changes or the uh, environment changed in delhi mm-hmm. um, that has moved me to work around environmental issues and uh, uh, so from that time i think i am more and more interested so you know first i read this book of rachel carson uh, uh, silent uh, uh, spring mm. so you know that was really moving so you know i was like wow somebody can think like that then i spoke to my cousins who are living in uh, batinda mm. so i spoke to them and uh, you know they mentioned about the uh, cancer train to me in those days Right. so when very few people knew about it and then they talked about the cancer patients lot and lot of patients but that time it was a stigma like people are getting aids kind of a thing so you know people were not exposing themselves or not expressing themselves that they have uh, cancer so you know it was um, 
still i think it's a kind of stigma for people they don't share it share about it yes. um so you know after knowing all those things that i said i need to do more and more work uh, so for two years i was documenting the river uh, without giving any thought that i want to do something about it or not right. but i was um, documenting the river every now and then and then one fine day there was this one uh, incident happened uh, with a person who was doing a i mean the couple who was actually praying on the river side and that day river was real dirty it was like a poop floating over, all over kind of a situation and this guy jumped into uh, the river for holy bath after doing that uh, ancestral puja right and i stopped him and he said who the hell are you sure you know he didn't say before the uh, before the bath but after he came back from the river he started talking to me he said who are you first thing you are on the river bed with your shoes on you should not be on, uh, here mm-hmm. uh, and second thing how dare you calling my mother dirty that was kind of i mean end of our conversation mm-hmm. and also um kind of beginning of new thoughts so i was in this theater of absurd where i wanted to kind of uh, uh, think about this belief and reality so you know that time i started thinking about the social issues and uh, so you know it was kind of um, um then i started uh, thinking about what i can do here because i want to perform here so i asked few of my friends that i would like to do a stage photographic work over there because that was my um, you know my easy medium uh to work on but uh, then i decided that's not going to move anybody and that's not going to bring up any conversation sure. so then i thought of uh, uh doing these sediment paintings uh which will which in my opinion um they could start a conversation with people coming there so i had no idea of actually displaying those works in the gallery space but it was just as a exercise to do it at that specific site of the ghats so i wanted to do at uh, um uh nigambodh and as well as kursia ghat but uh, i couldn't do at uh, nigambodh because of the you know the um, crematory uh, crematory ground over there but um, then i di- uh, did it at the kursia ghat so when i um, was doing it there was a lot of conversation and why i'm doing it what is think you know and then people who were coming to uh, drop their temple waste to the river they actually turned back so it was kind of successful for that day but then the practice you know the age old practices takes really long time to change i must say it was a conversation starter but uh, and it might have moved five or six people but um, it's a very slow change yeah yes revolutions always begin with uh, just one person saying yeah. so i think i think that's what matters and I, in an interesting yeah. way art can play a very very crucial role in uh, in toppling regimes if that's what's needed so um uh so before, i mean you know over the over the past decade in particular the scale and scope of your work has also expanded tremendously um you know yeah. you really you really have uh, a sort of weak spot so to speak about the shift in ecology about uh, you know the shift in culture and the manner in which topography around us is changing and all of this reflects 
Now this, you know, in light of the conversation we've had, it's very clear as to understand where this is coming from. You know, this, uh, this, this need to preserve what is good and should be retained as pristine. Um, and I think this is something that a lot of young artists in particular who are listening in uh, can benefit from, you know, in terms of making, mm-hmm. of uh, being sensitive to, to developments that are around us and allowing that to find voice in whatever you're uh, expressing through your art. Uh, is, there, is there some advice that you'd like to share with, uh, with uh, the younger you know, listeners in particular? What should, uh, what should a young creative uh, professional keep in mind as they set about their journey? I'll say that, uh, you know, do what you believe in, you know. So being, I mean, younger or older artist doesn't matter. Age, age has, uh, I mean, age can't limit the art mm-hmm. for sure. But, you know, it is what you want to express as a human being. Are you part of the society? Are you thinking about politics? How you are being a partner in this bigger world? So, you know, that is very important. Um, I mean, I, I have no, re- I mean, I won't say that uh, uh, there is anything which is good or bad art. Sure. Just do your work with full honesty. So I think people who make picturesque work, they are also great artists. People who make abstract, make realistic, everything is good. But you need to have that belief. It It needs to present you. So, you know, all kind of works are great works. Wherever the effort is being given, I think they are great works. I won't say that being a conceptual artist, I am doing some, you know, I am I'm the best. Uh, you know, but I, I mean, I, I won't demean the other art forms. Um, for me, any art form is a great art form. And there can be spiritual experiences, there can be political experiences, there can be poetic experiences. So I, art is all about telling a story and how you tell your story is very important. Right. So honesty and earnestness in, 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 your, in your voice and the humility to understanding uh, uh, that, that art comes in all shapes, sizes and forms and, uh, yes. and having, having the openness to accept, embrace and be considerate of everything that you encounter. Wonderful. Thank you for articulating. Yeah. No, this is this is this has been a wonderful conversation. With her. I want to thank you for your time. I think uh, yeah. there have been several very very clear facets and sort of inklings into how this fascinating practice of yours has emerged. We'll be sharing several of your of your works over the years, uh, uh, you know, on on the forums that we have. But this conversation has been revelatory in, in many ways. So thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing all of this with us. Thank you, Arvind. Thank you for actually taking me to my my memory lane. (laughs) So, thanks. Now, if there's anything that you wanted to know about Indian art, but have been too afraid to or haven't known whom to ask, look no further. We're right here at your beck and call. Send us an email on contact at rtdindia.com and we'll get our friendly elves to start working on a suitable response to your question right away. Till you hear from us next, Years wishing you all a very happy RT time. And as always, when you think art, think artery. <laughs>